In this episode of the HomeMusicStudio1.com podcast, I want to talk to you about six cheap ways to create expensive sound. So don't go anywhere, guys. Hey, Dave Maxey here with uh, HomeMusicStudio1.com and the podcast, Home Music Studio one Podcast. Thanks again for joining me. Welcome back. You are listening to officially episode number 13. Uh, my wife has taken the kids uh, out of the house, or my youngest two, who uh, are on the way to pick up the older three from school. I had a minute, and uh, I wanted to get an episode in, and I want to talk to you today Uh, I want to give you six cheap ways to create expensive sound. And so uh, we're going to get there in just a minute. I'm kind of excited to to share with you some of the things I want to share with you today. But I always want to start out each episode just giving a thank you to those of you that have supported uh, the show, that have supported the blog, and and just continue to interact with me. Thank you so very, very much. And uh, as usual, looking at uh, just giving a shout out to the top several countries, believe it or not not in uh, in the world that are listening to uh, this podcast, downloading the episodes, uh, interacting with me on the blog. Of course, we've got a lot from the United States. That is where I'm at. I'm in uh, the uh, the middle northern part here, uh, northeastern, I guess, part of the U.S. and Michigan, right in central Michigan. We've got a lot of downloads from the States, uh, but also from uh, my friends in the U.K., from Canada, from Australia, from Germany, from Sweden, the Netherlands. Norway, France, Mexico, uh, Thailand, Japan, Hong Kong, Denmark, Portugal, Brazil, Ireland, New Zealand, and uh, honestly, I could keep going on and on. Uh, I I could not be more uh, ecstatic and just more excited that uh, the things that I have to share seem to have been very helpful to those of you that are downloading this. And so thank you so much. Uh, Just zeroing in a little bit uh, with a shout out to kind of the U.S. markets here, a little closer to home. And uh, actually, even backing up just a little bit to the regions, our top regions or the top areas uh, of both the states and some of the surrounding areas of downloads are uh, California. So thank you guys very much for all the downloads. Of course, uh, where I'm at here in Lansing as well, in the central part of Michigan, as well as Ontario, Canada, my northern friends up there. And then I got a good group that are coming from uh, downloading from Texas, uh, down south from Illinois, which is just a little bit to uh, the southwest of me, from New York, from Pennsylvania, way down south in the U.S., uh, in Florida. And uh, and that list goes on and on and on as well. And then uh, my top several cities here are Lansing, uh, where I'm from. Also now, uh, just kind of risen to the top more recently in the last couple of weeks, has been uh, my friends from uh, Los Angeles. Thank you very, very much for all your support. And then from Chicago, I uh, just, uh, was just there myself. Just a few days ago, got a lot of downloads from Chicago area and then uh, from New York, from San Francisco, Oakland and San Jose uh, out there in California. So thank you everyone for all your support, for all your downloads. Uh, you know, really my hope and my uh, my attempt here as best that I'm able to is I want to help you learn how to create professional audio on any size budget. 
And, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I do not know everything. I know far from everything. Uh, But, you know, I've had a lot of experience throughout the years that hopefully you're able to benefit, can learn from the many mistakes that I've made, learn from even some of the things that I've been able to do right over the years. And uh, I want to be able to just share with you one of the the more um, things that I've had to do a lot of is to learn how to do more with less. I haven't had necessarily a lot of personal budget just to dump hundreds and hundreds of dollars into my own home studio projects. There's been a a lot of times, particularly in this season where I'm in a rental home, I had to get real creative with my space. Uh, you know, I've got five kids, and so I, I do not live in a five-bedroom home. And uh, this rental home is a three-bedroom home with the basement. So I had to get creative with my space. And so I'm kind of sharing with you guys a lot of the things that I do that I find have been working very well. And um, with no further ado, I want to get into where I want to head today. I want to share with you six cheap ways to create expensive sound. Six cheap ways to create expensive sound. Now, let me preface this by saying uh, this. I am not suggesting that uh, there aren't right and wrong ways to do some things. I'm also not suggesting that that you can achieve uh, you know, very, very professional top-end results that sound like a million-dollar project uh, with, with everything that I'm going to share with you. What I am suggesting, though, is this. Uh, you know, we, we all have dreams. We all have kind of our wish list of gear that we would like to have. We all are at different places with, uh, you know, some of the gear that we do have knowing how to use it. We're all at, uh, in different environments. Maybe you, uh, you know, you're, you're working in a church and you've got some limited resources, but maybe you're recording more loud, uh, live stuff. Maybe you're doing the club scene and, and, uh, you know, so your recording is, is more live. Maybe you do have a space to work with, but it's just you, it's just you and a guitar and maybe some MIDI, or it's just you and a, and a keyboard, uh, and everywhere in between. We're all at different places, probably gear-wise, but here's the thing. Sometimes we've got these, uh, you know, we've got goals, which is great. We've got some things we'd like to see gear-wise. We're, we're going into Christmas. Maybe you've got some things on a list, but at the end of the day, I, I think there's just times where we found ourselves, uh, you know, having to figure out, maybe you're, you're like me, I found myself maybe not having six different mics uh, to decide which one to use on, on my acoustic guitar. I only had one. And, uh, and so, you know, we might all be in these positions where uh, maybe we don't have everything we want or everything that it's taken someone who, who does this for a living years to accumulate. And so uh, these are things that will help you, uh, particularly as maybe you're a little bit limited on your budget. And uh, these are a few things that I want to share with you if you're uh, maybe just starting out and you're trying to build some of the gear that, uh, you know, you're kind of looking to have someday. Uh, But these are just tips that I found uh, that I have been able to use throughout the years. There's more, but I'm just going to share six of them with you today that are are cheap ways. Several of these are just absolutely free. Some of these uh, are free, but they, they take time, okay? So six cheap ways in order to create expensive sound or a sound that is professional professional sounding. Okay, ways to use things that are inexpensive, uh, that maybe don't cost a lot of money or are absolutely free, but can get amazing sound if you use them the right way. If you do some of these techniques that I'm telling you about, and uh, we'll explain them as we go along. So here we are, six cheap ways to create expensive sound. Let's get into it now. All right, here is number one. 
Uh, use ear training. Train your ear, okay? Doesn't cost anything. You might be thinking, Dave, I know this. That's why I'm listening to this podcast. But I, you know, I cannot remind us anymore. Don't take offense to me at making this statement. Let me say it like this. If the only people that think your mixes are awesome are your mom, your wife, and your nine-month-old baby, there's a good chance that maybe you need some more practice at mixing. That's not a bad thing at all. Don't be offended at that. That just simply means that, you know, we're, we're all learning. We're all at different places. Spend time understanding that you need to train your ear in order to, number one, hear what a professional result sounds like, and number two, how to achieve those professional results by knowing what to tweak, what not to tweak, all the techniques involved. But you know what the reality is, is if you don't have good ear training, if you haven't spent time investing in listening to professional projects, particularly uh, reference mixes that are in the style of music that you are trying to produce, whether it's your project studio, your home studio, whatever, if you don't really have a good, clean, professional-sounding target to aim at, you've not trained your ear to know what sounds good, there's a good chance that no matter what you do, uh, if it's compared apples to apples to uh, to a pro mix, you're going to come up sounding very amateur sounding. And, and again, I'm not suggesting that uh, you know with with uh, you know a grand worth of gear, you're going to get the exact same result as a three million dollar studio. However, when it comes to nowadays, where we've got a lot of a lot of download, a lot of digital media, uh, a lot of YouTube files uh, going up, and people maybe put some words to to a video, or you make your own video, I, you know, I am saying that the end result in those types of medias can be every bit as professional sounding. Uh, when a track comes off a, a master mix out of a studio, yeah, it's a certain quality, but the time that gets bumped down to an MP3, there are some things that are lost uh, in that process. And you know what? Uh, just the, the resources we have, it gives a lot of us a fighting chance without needing a million-dollar studio. But ear training is a cheap way, an inexpensive way, doesn't usually cost you a dime, that in the end, the more you train your ear to hear what sounds good, it will enable you to create expensive sound. It will enable you to create professional sound and learn how to do that because, first of all, you're understanding what the target goal is. So be careful uh, that uh, you know you you have a good reference in your mixes that you understand what you should be aiming at, and uh, that'll tell you how close you are. The more you train your ear to hear those those mixes, the more listening you do of music and, and professional sound, the more you're going to get there. Okay, so number one, a cheap way to create expensive sound is to do some ear training, spend some time training your ear with what sounds professional, what sounds good. Number two. Now, the moment I say this, uh, I know some of you out there are going to think, oh, man, I was with you, Dave, right up until this. Uh, you've so disappointed me. But hear me out when I say this. Uh, number two, mix with headphones. Now, uh, remember, these are cheap ways to create expensive sound. Here's what I'm saying. If you are kind of building your gear, okay, uh, maybe you've been able to gather and piece together. You got a hundred bucks. You've bought yourself a you know a decent pair of of headphones. I'm I'm using a, a pair of uh, Sennheisers, okay, and I've got those on the site. You can check at the toolbox and you'll see what I'm using. Uh, they were about a hundred dollars, okay. Uh, are there a lot better headphones out there? Absolutely. 
Um, in the end result of building a home studio, I would always recommend that you need to try and get to uh, having yourself a good pair of studio monitors uh, in addition to headphones. But what if you're not there yet? Okay. What what can you do if all you have is a hundred dollar pair of headphones right now and uh, you're not quite there? You don't have three hundred bucks uh, to get a decent entry level pair of of studio monitors. And believe me, that number can go up and up and up and up. Uh, what if you're not there? Or what if uh, maybe you you've got kind of a package together and um, maybe you've got a better quality pair of headphones because they tend to be cheaper than the smaller version of studio monitors that you have. Uh, here's one way to use your headphones to create an expensive mix. It's it's a very cheap way, and we kind of touched on this in point number one. Use a reference mix. Listen to a professional audio track pulled into your DAW, pulled into your DAW, uh, loaded as an MP3, loaded as a WAV file, whatever you got, uh, is something that's a real target, and listen in your headphones. Listen to the tones, listen to the lows, the highs, the mids, listen to the expensive part in your your 10K, your your 16K. What does that sound like in your ears? Use, uh, we talked about this uh, several episodes ago when we talked about EQ, it might even be in the last episode, but use a, a good frequency analyzer tool to visually see what is happening in this mix. Compare that to what your headphones are producing. And I'm telling you what, uh, uh, you know, if you're in a pinch, if you're not quite there yet, you don't have a good set of studio monitors, headphones can be one inexpensive way you can still mix, you can create a great mix with headphones. And the way you do that is by training yourself by identifying what it is that your headphones are producing. So when you've got a, a mix that sounds exactly like your target goal, it's been professionally done, listen to that mix and hear where the kick shows up in your headphones. Hear what kind of sounds that kick is making. Uh, use that and compare that to your frequency analyzer plugins. Uh, we mentioned that the guys from Blue Cat Audio have a great free one that you can check out. Compare what you're hearing in that professional mix with your headphones to what you're actually producing. And, you know, I can tell you, uh, if you're in a pinch, if you're, if you're just not quite there yet sound-wise uh, with gear, you can get a, a, an amazing sound even by mixing with headphones. Now, is that the end result? Is that we're all trying to get? No, I'm not saying that. So, uh, you know, you don't need to email me and say, Dave, hey, you know, we really need studio monitors. I'm with you. Uh, that's definitely the better route to go. But, hey, I realize that there's real life for a lot of us. Sometimes you're just not there. You know, I was uh, doing a mix not too long ago and um, the tweeter in one of my monitors kept going in and out, in and out, in and out the highs. Eventually, it just was giving me a headache and um, I have used uh, these these monitors and these headphones for long enough that uh, I had to kind of finalize the mix that I was working on via my headphones until I could get that thing working again. And uh, you know what? I, I really didn't miss a beat because I know exactly what, what are being produced by the, the headphones that I'm listening. And I, and I was able to compare that again to my reference mix with what I was building. So uh, another cheap way to create expensive sound, if you have to, just, just get yourself a good pair of headphones. And if, if that's all you have, you find yourself, you don't have the budget just, you have to get some good studio monitors, use a reference mix, and you can still build a great mix by using headphones phones. Maybe all you have is, say, a, a pair of, of in-earbuds. Uh, you, you can still get a good mix by comparing your mix 
to a reference mix, something that sounds great, and listening to that in in whatever headphones you have, uh, believe me, uh, you can get a lot better quality sound than what you might realize, but it's having that comparison and kind of tweaking accordingly. Is it ideal? No, but you know, sometimes we don't live in the ideal perfect world. So that's another tip for you, uh, a cheap way that you can create expensive sound. If all you have is headphones, use them throw a good reference mix in and uh, and try and identify what you're hearing uh, with those headphones and uh, compare that to a good Pro Mix. And a lot of times you can get a really decent sound out of that as well. And uh, that'll get you to the point of where one day you can get those studio monitors uh, to definitely help a lot, okay? Uh, number three, uh, a cheap way that you can uh, you can use this tool, this technique, in order to create expensive sound. And uh, this one, I know we're all we're all looking after. But use demo software and demo plugins. Demo software and demo plugins. Now I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. People are always asking me, Dave, uh, you know, give me a list of of free plugins. Uh, and I, I tell you, the one of the great uh, companies that are out there, web-based guys, uh, this has just been doing an amazing job. Uh, that have one of the, um, I think one of the most uh, best bangs for an absolutely free resource for two things. Number one, uh, a pretty stripped down drum kit that was acoustic kit that was sampled, done very well, as well as a great, amazing, uh, a live uh, acoustic piano sound with lots of different options are the guys from xlnaudio.com. That's xlnaudio.com. And uh, hey, maybe you don't have a budget right now to drop a couple hundred bucks on some nice virtual instruments, but um, you know you're doing uh, you know some acoustic things. You got a piano, you got a you got an acoustic guitar in there, and you want you know you want a nice uh, rounded kit that uh, maybe uh, you don't need a, a you know a 21 piece set. Okay, you just need some basics for absolutely free. They, they have a great demo that you can check out. There's two uh, aspects of this demo. One is called Addictive Drums from the guys at XLNAudio.com. Now, I've talked about uh, addictive drums before, so I'm not going to go too much into them. Uh, but they now, since last uh, podcast that I uh, mentioned, they also have addictive keys. And um, these are flea, uh, completely free, uh, functional uh, in the sense that they're not time trials. Uh, in other words, it's not just 30 days and then it, then it's over. They're just limited in a few of the features as opposed to the full blown version of it. But hey, depending on what you have need of, uh, great stuff. Uh, I've got a, a session open here in uh, my DAW. I'm using Sonar X2 producer. And um, I, I have downloaded the demo from the guys at Excellent Audio that I'm talking about. There's a uh, an installer here. I'm running Windows 7 64-bit. And in that installer, uh, you can set up a free username and then it'll allows you to uh, to attach the free demos within this installer installer and then it downloads them installs them to whatever dog you're using uh, pretty versatile but let me let you hear uh, first of all the addictive drums demo I love uh, I love the features for totally absolutely free okay uh, I'm just gonna play just a little bit of this and, and know that uh, you can get what you're hearing here for completely free, won't cost you a dime. There's no time limitation whatsoever. The limitations on this particular demo have to do with this kit that you're hearing does not have toms in it, uh, and it only has one symbol as opposed to a full array of symbols. But you've got a nice uh, sampled kick uh, from this is a sonar kit, um, a snare, a hi hat, uh, one single uh, symbol. It's got lots of different sampled sounds with that as well. But this particular um, 
demo comes with room versions of these mics, comes with a compressor built right into this plug-in, comes with EQ and uh, some stereo with the ability to do panning, the ability to uh, tune your drums, the ability to balance between the top and bottom mic that was sampled on both the snare and the kick drum. Uh, believe me, which is something you don't get even in uh, in, in a lot of paid uh, plugins when it comes to, uh, to a drum kit. And someday you may want to even upgrade to the full version, but listen to this. This is absolutely totally free this is the addictive drums demo let me just hear uh this is just a little bit of the startup sound okay i think you get the idea so uh, you don't have a lot of money. Uh, you're you're producing maybe something a little more stripped down. Uh, you can get by without a few toms and uh, you know kind of get creative with building a MIDI uh, track. You don't have a full drum kit in your room, but you want a nice acoustic sound. Uh, this is maybe an option for you. Absolutely free. Uh, very cheap, but you know what? I'm telling you the quality of what you're hearing, though the kit is stripped down and very basic, like a three piece. Uh, I'm telling you what, the quality is every bit there. Now, the same thing, uh, same kit also has um, a couple different sounds in there as well. Maybe you're you're into uh, more kind of the house music or, or something different there. Um, there. There's also, let's see, we've got a uh, more of a kind of a, a machine, drum machine type demo. Let me let you hear a little bit of that. This is also completely free. Yeah, so in hip hop, you know, that's that, that can be a pretty killer, uh, you know, kick with a little tweak into that as well. So you definitely got some options there, but guys, this is a total free one. Um, again, uh, this is addictive drums. This is the demo, no time trial whatsoever. Uh, what you hear is what you get. Can definitely do a lot of that. Let me let you also hear uh, from the guys at XN, uh, xlnaudio.com. Uh, this is more of a newer part of their plugin that they came out with. This is called Addictive Keys. Okay, uh, I have been nothing but impressed with it. Now, the limitations on this demo have to do with uh, the amount of sounds you get uh, and the range of your piano. And uh, this is the free version of the Addictive Keys demo. Uh, so, so you basically you don't get the full width if you've got an 88 keys on your piano. You don't get the full 88 keys, but uh, there's a good chance, depending on what you're doing, that uh, you're going to have access to the range that you need that you record. Let me just play a, a little piece of this. I'll just uh, jam here just a little bit, give you an idea. This is, uh, I believe, this was sampled maybe a, um, a Steinway Grand or something similar like that. But if you're looking for a really nice tight piano, there's several options here. Again, totally, completely free. Not a time trial whatsoever, uh, but got an amazing sound if you're looking for more of a realistic piano sound. Let me let you hear a little bit of this.
Okay, there you have it. Totally, completely free. An amazing piano sound for a free plugin. Um, I think range-wise, right about in here. So uh, looking at about C2, it drops off on the low end. Uh, and on the highs, let's see how high we go up here. So that's about my C6 right there. So got a pretty good range. I mean, if you're if you're putting together, uh, you know, a piano, there's a good chance that you may not need to go higher than that. Uh, and if you don't, this could be a very great option for you. Now, uh, you know, there's really a lot of free options out there, but um, this is one really cheap way, in this case, free, a free way to get very expensive sound. And it all depends on what you're doing. I know a lot of uh, a lot of you guys and gals out there are doing more acoustic stuff, uh, some light mixes that you know it's not a big deal not to have a full tom, uh, you know, array in your mix. Uh, a piano sound that's very realistic is more important to you than having a full range of you know of uh, all the way of every active on on an eighty eight keyboard. Uh, you know, key keyboard or piano or something like that. This might come in very, very handy for you. Um, use use the uh, the resources you have available for the free demos. Okay, uh, another couple of demos. The guys from Reaper have a total free demo of their digital audio workstation. Cakewalk uh, also the version I'm using of uh, Sonar um, X2 also has a a free demo. The Cakewalk demo there, I believe, is is a time trial. Same with uh, the Reaper. However, the Reaper uh, demo does not expire. They they just uh, encourage you to purchase the full version of the program. Uh, check out Adobe. Adobe's got a few uh, editing options as well from the guys uh, adobe.com. Uh, and, uh, and there's a free uh, a version of their demo that you can get that's fully functional that's time. Maybe you got a project that it's only going to take you, uh, you know, 30 days to, to maybe put it all together and then bump it down as a wave. Uh, very cheap way to get expensive sound is utilize the demos that are out there. And uh, I'll put a couple links to a few other things that are on there as well. Uh, number four, cheap way to create expensive sound. Um, here's one, rent or borrow the gear you need to just cut your tracks, okay? Uh, a lot of music stores, local music stores, um, can rent out some very uh, inexpensive gear for very inexpensive. You get it for a weekend. Maybe you uh, you need a, a good vocal mic. Uh, you don't have 300 bucks to drop on, you know, a top, you know, an entry-level professional one, or you don't even have, you know, $100 to, you know, to drop on a, a you know, a decent entry-level one. Uh, just go rent one for 12 bucks, you know, for a night or two, cut your vocal tracks and you're all set. Uh, or uh, make friends. You say, well, I don't have any friends that, that has any, you know, gear. Uh, you know, here's a, a, a thing that I often do, hang out at the music stores. Uh, you know what? It's it's fun. Hang out there and, uh, you know, weed out, uh, you know, the guys that are just annoying and, and want to show you all their cool stuff. And, and, you know, spend a little time there and you will eventually find people probably like yourself that uh, are enjoying what they're doing. Make some new friends and you may find that you'll uh, open up some opportunities to, to uh, you know, borrow some gear every now and again for the things that you need to do until you can get to the point of being able to buy. And uh, again, maybe you got a local music store. Uh, you might be surprised at what is available to just simply rent for a weekend that can save you a lot of money and get some great sound. Um, number five, cheap way to create expensive sound. Now, uh, I want to explain this one. And let me say it like this. Be patient and take a break when you need to. Be patient and take a break when you need to. Now, I'm speaking to when you're uh, both tracking and creating your mix. 
Here's what I found over the years. Uh, you know, a lot of times we're pressed for time. Uh, maybe, you know, point number four, maybe you just rented some gear, or you borrowed some gear, and you got a limited time uh, to cut the tracks that you're doing. Um, be patient with putting your stuff together uh, and take a break if you need to. Here's what I found. I've pushed myself, both my ears and, and, and you know, physically, trying to cut something till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning only uh, to say, yeah, it's done, but to get up the next morning and listen to it and to realize that it sounded like butt. Okay. And uh, why is that? Because a lot of times, you know, we just get fatigued and, and, you know, we're musicians, we're driven a lot of times, a lot of us, uh, or you're a a studio engineer and you're just really driven. You know, sometimes we just, you know, you might be like me and you might just dream all day about what you're going to, you know, do, what kind of work you're going to do in your studio that night when you get out of your nine to five job. And then before you know it, you're up till two, three o'clock in the morning and it's just not sounded right. And you think you've got it, uh, but you're so tired and exhausted that uh, you're really not hearing what it is that uh, you, you think you're hearing, only to listen to it the next day and to realize, man, that sounded terrible, and we've really got to do the whole thing over again. We've got to cut that bass line again, or what, and you know, the vocal, I sang almost the whole thing flat, you know, or whatever it is. Just be patient when you're putting your mix together. I encourage you to keep things simple, especially as you're learning. Uh, you might not need 75 tracks, you know, just start with a few. And then, uh, you know, you'll find out that as things get simple and you get used to that simplicity of doing it, you can begin to add more. And before you know it, something that was originally very complicated to you is now simple because you've been able to build upon something. But it takes a lot of patience when you're cutting tracks when you're mixing tracks. And uh, within that, don't be afraid to take breaks. Make sure you got food. Make sure you're drinking lots of water. Make sure you're not pushing yourself uh, beyond what you know you can physically handle and, and you're not pushing yourself so long that you have ear fatigue and then you're mixing out of that fatigue and you really don't even know what you're tweaking. And then when you listen the next morning, compare it to a pro track, boy, it just sounds terrible. So uh, that would be another point. That's a very cheap and expensive way. It just takes time that you can uh, use to create an expensive sound. And uh, and then the last one is this. We'll spend just a, a couple more minutes and uh, on this one. And, uh, here, and, and, and you're going to have to hear me out on this one as well. But I'll say it like this. Don't do what the pros do. Okay. Now, uh, this is a little bit of play on words. I might, it might be better to say it like this. Don't just do what the pros do. What do I mean by that? Don't just do what the pros do. Learn why they do what they do. Okay. Don't, don't just do immediately what you see a professional doing. Maybe you're a uh, you know, great uh, mentor of mine who I have never had the privilege of meeting, a guy by the name of Dave Pensado at pensadosplace.tv. Uh, you know what? I've learned a lot from that guy, uh, you know, and uh, I like the fact that he's playing Jane. He's just as real as me, and, uh, but the fact is he's still learning. He's got a lot more years under uh, his belt than I do, and the proof is in what I hear him producing, uh, just some amazing products in a lot of different styles. Well, you know, I could just look at what he does and immediately just start doing everything that I see him doing, but it's more important for me to learn why he's doing the things he's doing because if I know why, it's a lot easier for me to apply those techniques to my situation. You know, I just uh, earlier today, uh, I, you know, I like to browse the net a lot of times and, and keep learning, find out new stuff. Uh, a lot of different sites are out there and I came across a video uh, that I was interested in 
Uh, it was just a, a cut of a, of a guy who was in the studio. Him and his uh, buddy were, uh, you know, the guy's been doing this for a long time. Don't even remember their names right offhand, but uh, in the studio cutting a full drum kit. And uh, here's what they had on the kick drum. They had uh, a couple mics in the front. They had two mics, uh, one on, you know, two mics in the beater, two mics on on the front side of the head. Uh, on the snare, they had a couple mics. They had a, a mic that was in between the kick drum and the snare. They had a mic that was on the hi hat. Um, they had a room mic, but the room mic was only about four feet away from the kit. And it was actually uh, not even the center of the kit. It was aimed from the one of the sides aimed in. Uh, and they had where I would normally use overheads for me personally. They referred to them as underheads. Uh, and so they had a left and a right condenser mics that were underneath where their cymbals were. Now, when they played back, what they were getting sounded great. But if I just simply watched what they did and thought, oh, well, I, you know, I need four mics on a kick drum when I'm recording, I, you know, rather than put my overheads in the top, I need to put them underneath, you know, give me a, a couple of mics on the snare, and then I'll throw a third one in between the kick and the hat, and, and uh, you know, I'm just going to put my room mic right here. If I just did exactly what they did, not knowing why they were doing it, not knowing why they selected the mics they selected, not knowing what problem they were getting that they needed to add another mic to it in order to fix it, I guarantee you I would not get the same results. Uh, different environment, different reason. So I challenge you in this, don't just look at what professionals do and immediately do what they do. Try to learn why they do what they do. It's very cheap, very inexpensive, will not cost you a dime to begin to just learn, uh, you know, and, and learn from people that are, you know, to learn from someone, they simply just have to be a few steps ahead of you in some area, okay? And so uh, there's a lot of resources out there. Of course, I'm trying to be one of those resources for you. But rather than just mimic what you see someone do or hear someone do, learn why it is they were trying to do, why it is they use the gear they did, why it is they mixed in the way that they did, and that is far more helpful to allow you to apply that to your own situation than just mimicking the things they did. You may find out that the reasons they had were not anything that would pertain to you. You might find out that they had to put a mic in a certain place because there was a certain uh, you know, node or a, a noise cancellation that was just related to their room that, that was just causing them issues, or they had another mic that uh, you know, was, was having phase problems, so they had to separate the two, and, and that may or may not apply to you. So don't just do what the pros do, learn why they do what they do. Very important. That'll, that'll get you a lot further than just mimicking what you see. So six cheap ways to create expensive sound. There you have it. Uh, that was number six. Hopefully, uh, these have been helpful to you as always. And uh, you know what? Why not? Uh, if they if they have, why not sign up for the newsletter? Uh, this is something that you find helpful. Uh, head on over to the blog. I've, I've got uh, some free things that I want to get into your hands to help you continue uh, to develop more ways to create professional audio on any size budget. And uh, it won't cost you a dime. You can head on over to homemusicstudio1.com slash newsletter. And I've put together a, a newsletter that just keeps people up to date with the new content that I put out on the site, as well as uh, uh, for some freebies that I send out just to those that are on the newsletter. And uh, you can just go on there, stick your email address in, and uh, I'll send you a, a link to download a free ebook that I put together called Understanding Compression in the Home Music Studio. That's a question I get a lot uh, of, you know, uh, I get a lot of times. And so I put together a little ebook that 
it kind of begins to to explain that. And there's some other freebies that'll come your way uh, once you download that as well. But hey, uh, if this is something you found helpful, why not sign up for the newsletter? Uh, and uh, you know, I'll send you some uh, just a free gift in exchange for doing that. And I think that you'll find a lot more freebies coming your way, a lot more opportunity to grow and to learn at your skill to be able to develop uh, and, and produce that professional sounding audio on any size budget. With that, thanks a lot for joining me. This is Dave Maxey. Uh, and until next time, we will catch you later. This is the Home Music Studio 1.com podcast, and uh, we'll catch you next time.